This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Should we sing a little? Let's sing. Greg, come back up. Reggie, come up. Dave, come on up. Slide. We're going to sing to Saraswati. So for those of you, just a quick little context. For those of you maybe are new to the goddess of... Um, the divine arts and the ever refinement of the arts and music and sound and every artistic expression. And so when we sing to her, there's this attuning to every aspect of creativity that's ever flown through you in every single human being in every aspect of life, just the infinite creativity of life. So that's in essence what we're singing to. It just happens that, you know, in this yogic Vedic tradition, they depicted her in this very beautiful goddess form, right? The goddess of creativity. So that's who we're singing to. So, uh, Om, we see the mantra Om. And then Aim. Aim is the seed syllable for wisdom. Okay, so we say Om, Aim. And then Shreem. Shreem. Shreem is that aspect of the uh, radiance or a vibrancy or golden radiance of our being, like our aura. And Hrim, say Hrim. Hrim, that's the, the specifically a very heart-centered mantra. So these are like all little seed syllables of vibrations that help just unlock the vibrations through our sound current and connecting and attuning to the infinite vibration of all that is. Om, I'm Shrim, Hrim, Saraswati. So we invoke the goddess of, of creativity, right? Saraswati, say that. Devi-I. Devi-I. Devi-I means the goddess. Devi is the goddess. And then Namaha. Namaha means I hold reverence to or I bow to. And then Namo Namaha. Okay. So in essence, I want you to just attune yourself. Maybe it's the simplest form. It's just attune yourself to all the creative endeavors that you've ever done in your life all the creativity that flows through you on a day-to-day basis and just be in such supreme gratitude for that and just see if you can just sing to that you know just sing to the 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 gratitude of being a creative human being okay here we go
Ah, you know, sometimes a feeling expresses so much more than even words and intellect, right? And from this ancient tradition, of course, intellect, which is the gyan, the gyan yoga, is learning about it and, and in, incorporating the wisdom is so important. And also the bhakti yoga or the feeling, the heart of connection is absolutely just as crucial. We won't say which one's better or worse. We won't go into that. But that feeling, that, that experience of it, because then all of a sudden it gets embodied into your, into your nervous system, into your heart, into your emotional state. And then, you know, of course one of my great joys is also to learn what, what is, who is Saraswati? And what does she represent? Why is she important? Why has she been around for like thousands of years? Why is that like this tradition that has held her for so long and more alive than ever, right? So let's go back to a little bit of the roots of what Saraswati, where she comes from, right? So Saraswati comes from this 
river, shall we say. There was a Saraswati River. Now, was it the river first or was it the goddess first? That's up for debate. It was thousands of years ago. And actually, since then, that river has dried out. And really, the veneration of the Saraswati River kind of translated over to the Ganges and the Ganga, right? And so now you've had this incredibly long tradition of, of venerating the Ganges and perhaps maybe the most venerated river on the world, right? But even perhaps before the Ganges, the veneration was the veneration of Saraswati. And, and when you look back at the ancient, the most ancient texts of the Vedic tradition, in this case I'm referring to what we consider now Hinduism, but actually that is a very modern term that is a very vague and misunderstood concept. And so a more, um, un, let's say, um, uh, refined version of understanding is actually the traditions that come from the Vedas. The Vedas are um, the ancient teachings that have been around for like literally the oldest texts that we have ever, we have on the planet. The Rig Veda is over 5,000 years old. So you have this incredibly long-staying tradition that starts with this um, invocation, not only honoring the fire, Agni, but honoring the waters, the sacred waters, Saraswati. In that time, she's actually more referred to as Vak, and Vak is the goddess of speech. And so Saraswati is also that. She's the goddess of speech, of sound, of, of vibrations, of infinite creativity in all its forms. And so, of course, you know, here we are as humans, and we, we are, right, emanations of the divine. We are that embodiment of the divine that are in this continual process of remembering who we are and attuning ourselves and aligning ourselves to our divine nature, right? And that, in that refinement is that essence of Saraswati because Saraswati represents the most potential mundane, basic creativity to its own ultra-refined or ongoing refinement of ultimately a sacred offering, right? So if you think about our creative expression, we learn things, we either come with it, right? We already come with a lot of creativity that we can just express. And then there's some creativity that we refine. How many of you learned an instrument in your life, right? How many of you learned to dance in your life? How many of you learned how to write in your life? How many of you learned how to speak in your life? How many of you learned how to sing in your life? How many of you learned how to uh, create a garden in your life? How many of you, and on and on, how many of you had children? Okay, there's a little act of creativity. Um, so creativity is happening all the time. Consciousness is infinitely creative, happening all the time. And from the Vedic perspective, they just give it this beautiful form of Saraswati. And of course, they give her the, the lute, the, the instrument here we have behind us too, the, the instrument representing like the creativity of musicality, the vibrations, but it represents all the different creativity that happens in our lives. And that there is the most basic and kind of just unconscious, we're just creating, you know, to the most unbelievably refined versions of creativity. And that whole process is Saraswati. From the basics, from the just simplest form of just mutating amoebas and bacterias and viruses and all the you know tiniest of things, atoms and on and on, to the most complex of creative endeavors. 
And so humans have an incredible responsibility because we have given, been given all this intellect, right? We've given the buddhi, they call it buddhi, and this incredible intellect. So we have this incredible capacity to think and to be create, use the creativity. Now this same intellect can send us into the pits of <laughs> conscious work later on. Or it can create beautiful sanctuaries like the unity of Central Oregon here, right? So someone had a lot of creativity here. So there's a lot of humans that came together to create this incredible sanctuary. This is an embodiment of Saraswati. Right? Architecture is an embodiment of Saraswati. So there was a collection of minds, of skills that were developed to create a sanctuary like this so that we could come together, we could pray, we could meditate, we could sing, we could learn. All of this is Saraswati. This is the ongoing refinement. Now we could also be in a little hut somewhere or we could be in a bar downtown or we could be doing whatever it may be all still acts of creativity but different vibrational consciousness nothing's right or wrong about it that's not what saraswati's embodying it's not like oh this is right this is wrong this is low vibe this is high vibe it's not so much like that it's just it's just seeing how the expression of creativity refines and saraswati represents that it's that not only the refinement of of creativity but it's the refinement of the wisdom that we gain from that experience right so as we live our lives as we're creative as we're doing our things we learn things right so when you first started maybe doing a dance or playing an instrument or whatever you were at a very basic level and then as you learn more you became more and more refined you gain more and more wisdom and so Saraswati says that the teachings of Saraswati is that creativity and wisdom go hand in hand together. So the more creative we are and the more that we've explored our creativity, also that wisdom comes with it. And the same thing, as we become wiser and wiser, we also return to a certain aspects of our innocence, right? And in our innocence, there's creativity. There's just infinite creativity. And this infinite creativity is referred to from the yoga tradition as the kundalini. Right, so this serpent of, of, of energy, of consciousness that's you know, said to be kind of dormant at the base of the spine, but as we're awakening, this serpent rises up through our chakras and through our creative expressions, and it, it can express through all the different chakras. And that creativity is just constantly happening. We're always creative. Right, Dave just sits down on the piano and he's just all over the place. But that represents an incredible refinement of his ability to just move his fingers, let alone to then understand piano, to understand scales, to understand music, music theory. Right, there's a lot that went into all that so that he could just go like this, like it's nothing. <laughs> he could just be like, you know, doing whatever he can do and he's just, just playing, right? There's an incredible refinement there right? And if we just leave it at that, there's, just, there's kind of a mundaneness about our consciousness around that. But if we take our, our awareness to another level, which is what Saraswati and the teachings of Saraswati is representing, it's like to take and realize what a gift, what a blessing that we've been given the space, the time, the intellect, the abilities 
to be that level of creativity, to have that level of creativity, to have that level of refinement, right? Because you need all those things. And then, and then if you keep refining it, then all of a sudden the expression turns into, what is it? Flow. So what does Saraswati represent? She comes back to the river, and the river of, of creativity is just flowing. So the river is flowing and flowing and flowing, and there's always creativity. You will always see something new when you look into a river. It's always new. No matter what, I mean, that river, could, the water just keeps flowing, but it does something a little different every second that you watch it. That's why we can get mesmerized, right, by it. We just sit there, and wow, just the water, the flow of water. And so when we enter into such refinement of wisdom and artistic expression, then we get into flow state. And once we get into flow state, there's just an ease. There's just an ease and grace to our human experience, right? So you don't see Dave on the piano going, mm, trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm saying this because I didn't even practice with him. He's just, oh. <laughs> you know, and for him, probably, oh, it's just two chords. That's simple, you know. But if I put you guys up here on the piano, how would you do? <laughs> so that represents that it's in refinement. And then I'm asking not only just play piano, but I'm like, hey, listen and feel what I'm doing. Feel where I'm coming from and feel the space that I'm creating because I, wanna, I want you to experience what, for me, my experience of what Saraswati represents. And this is a really crucial piece because ultimately we are all individually having our own human experience. And in that human experience is the full plethora, as we know. And so Saraswati is this really celestial experience of the divine i mean i feel like if we really get into the consciousness of her you're in a really sublime celestial experience because she's like you represents the refinement of artistic talent the refinement of wisdom the flow state the supreme grace so you're just like whoo you're just in a really sublime place and that's why she said to ride the swan so there's, she's depicted, you know, uh, all the deities, they have their, their, uh, their animals that they, they are aligned with that support them, that are, are iconic for them. And, and so Saraswati is her, her vehicle, they call it the vehicle, the yana, is, is the swan. So she rides upon a celestial swan. And of course the swans, they just, you never see a stressed out swan. <laughs> all right, that's a pretty rare thing. The stressed out swan, that's just not, that's not what you think about. We were just hiking up, on, up by Green Lakes, and uh, we were walking, and all of a sudden there was a crane that came out of the forest. And we're like, whoa. You know, crane has a pretty similar energy. It's just like, you know, has that. And then it saw us, and it's like, and then it needed to go across this little creek, and it just goes like, whew, whew, whew. It's like time slowed down, and we're like, what the, whew. And then it lands and just keeps going. You know, you're just like, wow. Talk about an embodiment of grace, of flow, of creativity, of just flow state, grace. And so 
How many of you have been in a, like a flow, graceful state in your life? Do you know what that, you know what that feels like? That's nice, isn't it? That's a good feeling. You're just like, wow, I'm in the flow. I'm in my grace. I'm in the experience of grace. And it is nice. And then you get knocked off, and then it's a different deity, right? But for now, we're talking about Saraswati. <laughs> it's the full spectrum human experience. But it's important to honor this experience. Because the more we attune to that, the more we desire that, the more we dedicate ourselves to that, then that becomes our experience. So because Dave, for example, has dedicated himself to playing a lot of piano and refining his piano experience, then he gets to be in that place a lot. Like he just hops on the piano and that's where he's at. That's his default, right? And you all have that. There's some things or many things that you do that you're just like, I'm going to just do it and I'm in my default. I just know how to do this. I can get into a really graceful flow about it and I don't have to think about it anymore. I just get to just be in it. And now that gets to be in a really sublime place because if you are doing that experience but you are also with the intention of doing it in a prayerful way, in a divine meditative way, bringing in divine consciousness, oof, then we're in a whole, that's when we really start going into the celestial realms of Saraswati, right? And that's why I said, wow, if you tune to Saraswati, you're just, you're in a very sublime place. And I feel like it's such a beautiful teaching that comes out of the yoga tradition because they honor that. Like that is such an integral piece of the teachings of she is i mean when it comes to the ever refinement of study of university study of architectural study all of it arts it's like you'll see all the like in india they have everyone will have their saraswati they'll have a little saraswati altar whatever you know because it represents like hey we're we're honoring this aspect of consciousness we're as, we're honoring that this aspect of life right not just as some like kind of a mundane thing. Yep, I graduated high school and I graduated college and great, and I'm off to do my thing. And you know, it's like, wow, I've been given this divine time and space and grace and you know, abundance to, to learn, to refine, and to awaken. Because in so many senses, when knowledge is applied, in the correct way, it's liberating. But when knowledge is applied in an incorrect from ignorance, it's binding. Right? So Saraswati represents that, that pursuit of wisdom and of knowledge that is liberating. That liberates you from the cycles of karma, that liberates you from self-induced suffering. And that is your own journey. That's where we pray for or invoke grace through mantra practice or through prayer. Because, as we all know, that's tricky. Like, how can you really ask yourself, well, how much have I learned that is binding versus how much have I learned that is liberating? And that's a deep inquiry. That's a truly deep inquiry because we spend a lot of time learning. 
We learn a lot through this life. And then the question is, how much of that is actually serving towards your freedom? How much of that is serving towards your awakening, towards being in a place of more loving compassion, of being of service, of being in joy, versus I learned a lot and it's keeping me in a cycle of misery, of suffering. Today on the news. Let's learn about what's happening in the world today. Mostly just negative things, right? So we have to refine what we are taking in and then how we then also express ourselves, right? And that is all Saraswati, all that, that ever refinement of the goddess. And she resides where? Here, at the fifth chakra, at the throat, the expression of creativity and moving into space, the sound current. So this is associated with the element of space, right? So sound and speech has to have space. Vibrations have to have space to travel into. And so the goddess resides here, Saraswati. Now, here's something to think about. How many of you love your voices? <laughs> How many of you struggle with judging, critiquing your voices? Yeah? Okay. So, if the goddess resides right here, and she is the goddess of speech, the goddess of sound, who are you critiquing? Right? So, you have a temple at your fifth chakra. You have a temple at your throat. And you can either be catering to the temple of your throat, temple of your, of your, of the sound current, of your speech. Or you can keep throwing up crap into it. I don't really sound that good. I'm not really that talented. I don't have a good voice. And those are not your thoughts, by the way. You took them on. But that's not how you came into this world right? We didn't come into thinking, man, I have a terrible voice. <laughs> Mom, guess what? I have a terrible voice. That's not how it started. It started with you going, oh, you were exploring your voice. You were exploring your creativity. And then at some point or another, it starts getting you know, squashed, refined. No, you can only do this there. You can only do it this way. You can only do da 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 right? All the program, all the boxes to fit into a society and a culture, da 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 That's all conditioning. And that conditioning, to a certain degree, is refinement. And there's another certain degree that that's trauma, you know, and that's um, um, controlling, controlling the creativity. And when you try to control creativity, what happens when you try to control a river? <laughs> it's the same thing with creativity. You either stunt the, the creativity or it bursts out and it's going to flood and comes out in all different directions, and, right? So we are all in that process of learning how to come back to honoring the sacredness of our goddess at the throat. I mean, Saraswati's not going anywhere. She's here. She's here for good. 
She's the goddess of creativity. She's the goddess of sound. So the more that we can get to that place where we're honoring our voices, we're honoring our capacity to be creative in this ever-refined way, in more and more devotion, then we're like, wow, how precious, how sacred it is. So that's the journey. We're all on it. Every single one of us are on it. And I want you to repeat after me. I love my voice. I'm grateful for my voice. I love all the creativity that flows through me. I'm so grateful for the creativity that flows through me. Beautiful. So then when we sing to Saraswati, that's, that's all that really is embodied in that. That's all that's embodied. So let's sing again. Let's try it again. And this time I'm going to have Reggie lead a song. And we're going to, it's a beautiful, there's a, a beautiful invocation and prayer. And then we'll get to a chant part where we can chant along. It's really simple. So that'll be the next slide, guys. Om um, Saraswati Namaha. So here's another embodiment of Saraswati, just infinite creativity coming through her and her arts and her expression, her apparel, just the way she dresses, you know, Saraswati.